11 to 1. It's described as train spotting meets the commitments. Dublin Crust, the feature length film debut by Drogheda director, writer, and actor Baz Black, is set to have its premiere on December 15th. And if it's anything like his short films, which have picked up so many awards on the film festival circuit at home and abroad, this film is sure to be a big hit. Baz has been a familiar face on screen himself as well, most recently playing the role of Jed Delaney in Kin. And he had a starring role alongside Jamie Winston as well, uh, which garnered great reviews. I'm delighted to have him in studio for a chat how you getting on yeah good pleasure to be here as always <laughs> great to have you in the studio now uh, every time I talk to you you're just so busy first of all like I mean <laughs> I remember back in uh, early 2021 you were like oh look yeah I'm going to be doing this feature land film I have it written I'm putting it out there and then all of a sudden whirlwind nine months later here we are in studio and the, the film's ready to go yeah well a whirlwind would be a, a good way to describe it um, yeah it was done very independently and when you're working like that, you just have to set yourself these goals. Um, but even for a feature film to have it filmed, done, edited and set for release in nine months, um, it is a, a nice achievement to have under our belts. But an awful lot of work has gone into it. Um, so there's many people that never want to see my phone number pop up on their phones again. <laughs> but uh, we're almost there. We're almost there and we're proud of what we've achieved. Well, you should be, definitely, because uh, he's given me a gift of some merchandise, which I'm so, so excited about. And it just looks so, so good. But, you know, you've been really slogging away on, on short films for some time. I've managed to see one or two of them. Like, you definitely have a unique approach to filmmaking style. And also, your stories, you like to centre the characters kind of on the fringes, the, the underdog or the outsider. Isn't that your thing? Yeah, definitely yeah because I suppose I am a bit of an outsider myself but like I love you know like Shane Meadows like this is England those kind of character studies of people and Dublin Crust definitely is that um, and it's centred around um, a punk band that I was in I was in many punk bands drumming over the years and there's just one in particular um, it's not completely autobiographical you know but it's it's along those lines of my time spent with those guys um, but yeah just getting into the mindsets of characters that are on the fringes of society and a little bit rebellious and just showing that outside world and again Dublin Cross it is a drama but it's a dark comedy as well you know so that's why I kind of reference the commitments even though that's a little bit you know I don't want to be referenced such a classic movie like that but it is that it deals with really heavy topics but it's got the comedy aspect in it as well which I think everybody needs a little bit after all the lockdown oh God. stuff yeah. 100% and Irish people we do that so well the whole black comedy thing don't we yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. The, the sarcasm you know it's that kind of yeah, dark dark humour because um, writing on the nose comedy is really really difficult uh, it's something that's not definitely not a strength of mine but um, that, that Irish sarcasm where the, the humour is in the darkness, uh, that's that's my sense of humour. So hopefully people will relate to that side of it. So tell me more about the plot, because I do love your description. OK, I'm going to say the full description. The description <laughs> is chain spotting meets the commitments and has an illegitimate child with the full Monty. I mean, talk about grabbing my attention with that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was written as a tagline for... Um, I, I got accepted into the Dublin Screenwriters pitch competition. Amazing. Um, and, you know, you just wanted something that was going to grab their attention. So that was the, f- the first bit. And, and that's what they said. They were like, oh, we were interested from that line, you know. Um, so, yeah, they're just kind of referencing the tone of the movie. And, you know, so people are aware of, you know, what kind of tone it is. And it is about a punk band. Um, but you don't need to like punk music. That's not what it's about. That was really important to me. Um, it's about character study and retribution of character and basically uh, I play Bonehead the drummer 
Um, the band have split up 10 years later and I come out of prison. I was the reason why the band split up in the first place. And I go about um, reforming the band for one last reunion show. But my intentions aren't completely oh, pure. So it, it, yeah. <laughs> he's a <laughs> bit of it. Yeah, he's dodgy. He's dodgy. a little bit dodgy. Yeah. So there's loads of overlapping stories. And it's I mean, this film doesn't work. And it's because I like these kind of films where if you're not invested in the characters, there's no one there as filler. Everybody has their own arc and their story. There's no one just there for the sake of being there. So by the end of the movie, you're hopefully invested enough in these characters that you actually care. I mean, one of the biggest compliments I got just from the script before we even you know, went to make the movie was um, I had feedback from quite a few people and it, it made them cry, you know, oh, wow. but but that doesn't work unless you're invested into them. Um, and then I'm very visual as well. So I always worry, like I have it all very much so in my head. And then through the writing, I'm always worried whether that comes across, you know, in the script, because that's where your funding comes from and stuff of like course, that. Of course, yeah. But, um, it has to be on the page before it has to be on the, the page. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, you know, it'll be on the page, but then when we go to film it, people are like, oh, that's what he yes. went. But I would have had that in my head all the time of how exactly how it's going to be. I'm just very visual like that, you know. So do you storyboard a lot or what's your approach then? Do you like to have it all mapped out before you actually go to set so that you're calm on the day? Because <laughs> I always I always think about the first day on a shoot for directors and how like incredibly nerve wracking that must be because everyone's looking to you with the big eyes like, right, what's the crack? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even if you are stress to the eyeballs you can't show that yeah. you know if you show any kind of cracking or weakness then your whole crew is going to feel that too um yeah i mean we were like probably uh, you know since i talked to you about a year in pre-production planning down to the t and um, with this film it was really really important and um, that it was authentic and thankfully anybody who has seen it on the post-production side has said how naturalistic the performances are oh, there yeah. would be nothing worse with a film like this um, if it sounded like it was scripted, you know, so we, we there is a script there and we stuck to it. But I allowed people to say things how they would say them um, sort of like what Shane Meadows does. You know, mm. he doesn't even have a full script when he goes to make a film. He just explains the scene and lets them improvise. So there was storyboarding and down to, you know, like I said, the visual side of it, I knew kind of how it was going to play out. But it was really important to make it authentic and not sound like they were saying lines. And that's down to the like amazing cast I had. You like, have you know. an amazing cast. Talk to yeah. me about these because people are going to be so surprised because Joe Rooney pops up here, right? But not like you have ever seen Joe Rooney before. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what drew him to the script, that it's he's he's quite a menacing, dark character. Yeah. He plays the, the bass player of the band. Um, so everybody's terrified of Terrence and he just plays that role so so well and he relishes it because he's known obviously primarily for his comedic yeah, stuff you know? yeah like comedy or he's done like the den and his look type characters or he's done the kind of larger than life or he's done the Aegis kind of characters but this is a very dark one for yeah, him yeah it's really dark and he had a lot of fun with that um, and then his dynamic with his ex-girlfriend in it uh, Tanya is played by Louise McCann who's amazing their relationship is just uh, really, really powerful on screen. He's fighting for custody of his kid. And so that's what I mean. There's all these side stories. He's not just are, one dimensional. It's not just one dimension. It's, yeah. it's building. And, and everybody, it is about reformation. And it's basically like 10 years later, without music, where are their lives? And basically without music, 
their lives are just falling apart, you know, and okay. then it's all about them trying to come back together for for one big goal. I love the band getting back together movies. I love it. I love like and I love music kind of driven uh, narratives as well, like in terms of, you know, obviously you mentioned the commitments, but I love things like Airheads with Adam Sandler. Mm. I love Sing Street. I love all these ones where they're like just these hopeless Egypts. They've got all these problems outside of the stage and then they get together and you're like, come on, just just get back, together. Get back together. And yeah. that's what this kind of vibe is as well. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's building and building and building throughout throughout the movie, you know, to you want them to, to get their stuff together and, you know, get the band back together. I love movies like that as well. Um, and it's just from an authentic point of view, because I've been in bands all my life and a musician and all that. That's an important part of it as well, because, you know, you have a writer director and they've never actually been in a band and stuff yeah. like that. It's kind of when you live and breathe it. Um, and the, the singer, he plays the singer of uh, the punk band that I was in. OK, because when you see him or if you ever have the privilege of meeting him, there is nobody on this planet that can replicate that man. OK, you, know, you couldn't have an actor trying to replicate him. And he stepped up to the plate and did amazing. And then Andy, who was the guitarist in that band, he's playing himself as well. And he was amazing. So. Even in the scenes, it just felt like we were the band, the band back, back together, together, you know. Yeah. And you had that chemistry then yeah, straight away, so you didn't have to worry about natural, that chemistry yeah, yeah, coming yeah. together. So what have you learned, Baz? First feature <laughs> film under the belt, there's guaranteed this has to be some lessons that you've learned. Uh, Never do way. it again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say um, that. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me for the first three months after we made it, uh, like, I think we, we must have broken some kind of record. We did 32 locations in seven days wow. across three counties. Including around this neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, and we, we filmed here at LM. FM we, we were oh, of course, privileged you know oh my god I should have led with that yeah. I completely forgot get the that plug in there in LMFM amazing so we're going to see ourselves on the big screen definitely yeah love it and um, it was amazing and you know what that day we'd been filming in Dublin all day it was a massive um, one of the big action scenes in the film and it was a really high pressure day and then we came here in the evening to do it but we took the evening to a skeleton crew because we'd a massive crew on, we'd like 28 crew, I think, and we'd um, we 38 cast altogether. So we brought this down to a skeleton crew and it was probably the most fun oh, I love we it. had because it was it was just us. It was the core crew yeah. and it was chilled out. And, you know, and um, Zeph Lawless, who'll be trying to steal your job now, he's not <laughs> he's not <laughs> a, a radio host, but he did a good job. But okay. um, <laughs> yeah, so it was brilliant. So the locations and because we basically had no money like for a feature film I called in every favour yeah. over the last 20 years and um, the community getting behind it and giving us like locations was just incredible between Drada, Dundalk, Dublin um, I mean we got the full courthouse in Dundalk you know to, to film Amazing. a massive scene That's there brilliant. we got coffee shops and um, we print here in the town like my brother owns that so it was just it was brilliant and without that when you're doing independent film if you don't have people supporting you like that you just can't get these things done you know? I love to hear it Baz because I'm always about support the artists and support you know where you can and like that just giving a location is huge people massive. don't realise how massive that actually is uh, so You've been, you know, behind the camera, but you're also going to be in front of the camera. You can tell me some exciting news, can't you? Uh, yeah, about Ken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell me yeah. about Ken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, back for season two. Um, the bogey Jed Delaney is He's back. He's back. Yeah, He's back. Ca- causing more ruckus and trouble. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing to be asked back in the first place uh, and just working with that that crew and the script um, and Peter McKenna. Uh, 
with this because with Kin, like I, I loved the first season of Kin, um, and a lot of people are saying, oh, it's quite slow and building. I didn't mind it personally, but from season two, it really kicks off. Okay, so I think people are going to be um, surprised about watch it. <laughs> this space, and I'm delighted that you're back. That's fantastic to have this character come back again for you. And there's lots happening. There's no one you, Baz. You are out the door, busy now in the next little while, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's. An accumulation, building, building as always, knocking on all the doors. Um, but this year has been good for, for the acting gigs. And uh, I've started a script for my next feature film. Of course he has. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this one will, won't be as manic uh, as the one that we just did. Um, and then, like my wife, Emma Ray, she's written a brilliant short film script. So we're going to try and film that in April next year. Um, so we have the production side of it still going. Uh, and then acting gigs um, is, is looking looking nice for next year. That is brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Now this was going to be uh, premiered next week in in Dublin, but you are hoping. Are you hoping for a local premiere here? Definitely, yeah. The the one on the fifteenth is in the Whale Theatre in Greystones, and it's cast, crew, and then just the industry people. So um, definitely going to do one in in Drada, um, maybe in the Drada Art Centre or one of the local cinemas, um, and then we'll probably do one in Dundalk as well just so people you know who want to see it before it gets released we're hoping for a worldwide release in March or April Fantastic so, Oh Baz I'm just I'm so so thrilled for you I really am I know how hard you work and I know how much you put into this delighted that this has come to fruition for you thank you so so much for joining me today Thanks a million Thanks a million Baz Black it's called Dublin Crust we're going to have to watch this space for the Drogheda premiere but I've no doubt that it is going to head to a cinema near us very very soon 11 to 1